Blog Talk Radio. connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well on this wonderful second day of November. I am always so grateful to be here with all of you, if you're listening live or later on the recording. I am your host, Tina Conroy, Blog Talk Radio. So it is an amazing energy field. Do you feel it? We began the new moon on Sunday. We had Halloween, All Saints Day, and today is All Souls Day. And I am so excited to bring to you my very, very special guest. Before I get to my special guest, as always, I would love to center, connect with all of you, ground our energy, and connect to the most highest divine. And for today, I'm going to Say a prayer from St. Francis of Assisi. So if we can all just take a moment, close your eyes, take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in, and exhale away. Knowing that we are here in divine timing, the right place and right time, we call upon the angels, archangels, spirit guides, animal guides, to work with us, through us, and surround us in light. We call upon the saints, the most holiest of masters, to work with us today as we connect in our energy. And from the words of St. Francis of Assisi, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying to self that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Let's take another moment. Connecting to this beautiful prayer and blessing. And then any special intentions that you may have, please connect now. From the highest and most divine place of source, call upon blessings at this time and intentions, and so it is, and so be it. And then slowly begin to come back to the room, opening your eyes and reconnecting. I'm going to pull one card for our show, and we are going to open up the phone lines in the second half of the show for reading. And I am pulling from the Ascended Masters deck. 
So the card I've chosen is from the Ascended Master Ganesh, and it is the word simply yes, Y-E-S. So allow all these vibrations to come in, these positive influences, allowing the energies of the physical and spiritual world as the veils are so thin at this time to bring in all our heart's desires, to connect to the truth, connect to your authenticity, and connect to all the support that we feel around us. So I want to tell you a little bit about my guest. I'm so excited to have him on. Angels and guidance from the angelic realm have been a part of Louis's life for as long as he can remember. Indeed, this connection has been a major force shaping his life and direction. Early in his life, he realized the power and comfort of connecting with the angelic realm and committed to channeling messages for others and teaching individuals how to make their own personal connection with their guides and angels. I love the angels and have personally experienced amazing changes in my life, and you can too. It is my passion to connect people with their angelic guardians and help facilitate the flow of insight. Let me show you how to heal your life by opening to the infinite blessings available in your everyday life. Angel blessings always. In addition to connecting with angels, Louis uses the intuition, knowledge, and training in other disciplines, including tarot, mediumship, for tapping into divine guidance for his clients. He is trained with many inspiring master teachers and study modalities, including ATP, astrology, tarot, energy work, and IET, integrated energy therapy. You can always find Louis on 12listen.com, where he has his own show. Louis Otero on Facebook, Louis Otero Angel on Twitter, Instagram, Louis24US, and Snapchat. And he has been waiting patiently, and we are so excited to be talking to you about bringing in the masters and the saints and the angelic realm to you today. I'm going to get him on the air without further ado. Hey, Louie, how are you? Hi, Tina. How are you, love? How is everything? I am awesome. I am really good. Thank you. And thank you so much for that prayer. I had such a connection with uh, St. Francis. It was actually warm and beautiful and I just feel that energy, that energy of the souls that are all around us. Absolutely. And today as we speak, All Souls Day. So really mm-hmm. powerful day. Very powerful. There's a lot of uh you know, I I would call it bumps in the night that would go on. <laughs> you know, like they, cause they uh spirit has a way of playing having fun and, and, and you know, leaving cabinet doors open. Uh, trying to find things, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, pretty cool. Very cool. So you have been definitely feeling the energy then, I guess, in the last couple of days, for sure. Yes, definitely. Uh, the, this new moon in Scorpio, absolutely. It takes us right into the deepest part of our psyche, for sure. You know, I was, I had the opportunity of teaching a Reiki one level on Sunday on the new moon. And it really was an amazing, not only is it always an amazing day to, to work with that energy and to work with the group, but it was even more powerful than ever. So it really, it's been a fantastic couple of days and you're right. Um, the veils are very close. I've had some, um, you know, dream visitations and some deceased loved ones coming to visit me. So and uh, I always welcome that. So it's always been um, yes. always interesting, but always wonderful at the same time. Absolutely. That's 100%. Yeah. 100%. And not to be afraid of it. Cause they, exactly. You know, um, 
like spirit does not want to hurt us in any way near our, our you know, our angels or our spirit guides, our ascended masters, even our loved ones, our deceased loved ones, even our pets, uh, deceased pets. They are the same thing. It's the same energy and they cause no harm. No one should be afraid. Absolutely. So let's just dive into, because I know we're going to have some people that are going to love to connect with them for readings and as they kind of log sure. in. But let's kind of dive into working with the saints and um, kind of figured we would start with St. Michael. And, sure. you know, a little bit of St. Michael, obviously I would say he's my favorite, um, but I love them all. Uh, they say that St. Michael is not only just a saint, he's he's an archangel. And, you know, we could, I'd love to kind of go back and forth and just uh, have the conversation any more information I can find out about St. Michael between, you know, yourself and mine. Um, sure. but they say St. Michael, the archangel, isn't really just a saint, but he rather is an angel. And he's the leader, they say the leader of all angels and of the army of God. Um, and he has four responsibilities, as they say. Um, the first is to combat Satan and evil. Um, the second is to escort the faithful to heaven at their hour of death. The third, they're saying, is to be a champion of all Christians and the church itself. And the fourth is to call men from life on earth to their heavenly judgment. Um, and a lot of people, he's, uh, he's mentioned many times in, in biblical scriptures and parables. And uh, I know that I call on him a lot to be like my, uh, you know, that protector, right, to just have him around me. And especially when I had my children, they started driving, I would send Archangel Michael out to them. Um, can you can you tell us share a little bit about Archangel Michael and Saint Michael sure. on your end? Absolutely. Well, Archangel Michael is one of the most beloved angels in the history of angelhood. Okay, he is <laughs> crowned by God as the angel or the angel of the protectors of the human race. Uh, not only that, he is canonized back in um, I don't remember actually I think 425 A.D. I might be off by a couple of uh, uh, centuries, but it, it, you might have to go back on that because I'm going by memory. Um, also, um, on September 29th, all the angels, it's called the Day of the Feast of the Angels on September 29th, all the angels are, are, are um, uh, uh, what's the word, um, honored uh, for what they do. Um, the church, basically, back in the day, the, the love of the Archangel Michael was so endearing and so strong back during that century that they had to canonize uh, Archangel Michael to St. Michael because people literally do pray to this angel. Um, I always tell, you know, when I do uh, my classes and when I do my radio shows, I usually tell people you don't worship angels. But for some reason, in the Catholic faith, and I do believe in the other two faiths, in the, in the Judeo faith and also in the Islamic faith, they do worship um, uh, St. Michael as a deity uh, of an uh, entity that uh, protects them um, from harm and um, rescue them from anything that, you know, that can happen. So it's really powerful. Uh, St. Michael is very, very powerful. In fact, when I was younger, um, I really, I did have a, you know, it's funny because I did have a connection with angels. Um, I, you know, the three angels, which is St. Raphael, Gabriel, and Michael, which is known in the Roman Catholic Church when I went to catechism, and learned all this stuff about angels, uh, I noticed the connection that I had so much with Raphael and Gabriel and Michael especially. And it's so funny because there's a lot of churches 
named after these three uh, angels. There are literally churches uh, erected for the angels, you know. So that's yeah, just something really to mm-hmm. – yeah, there's there is a lot, you know, there is a lot of churches um, that are connected, as you're saying, to Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel. That's true. There is a lot of their namesakes that are in that they have, mm-hmm. re- you know, rectified the church. And yep. the other the other the other part that I like about Saint Michael is, um, well, there's so much because I, like I said, I and I have a lot of Michaels around me. I have a lot of Michael energy around me. My grandfather, who has passed on, <laughs> is uh, was Michael. My father's a Michael, my brother's a Michael, my son's a Michael, and my husband is a Michael. So I have a lot of yeah, Michael, <laughs> Michael, uh, energy, Michael yeah. energy. Yeah. The interesting part is September 29th, my mother-in-law, who has transitioned in 2001, she was a very devout Catholic, and she named three of her children very basic names, you know, the very, you know, Joseph, Charles, and Michael. And everybody mm-hmm. had a feast day, and we, you know, we, we dated quite young. We met in high school, and she would celebrate September 29th for his feast day, and everybody would have a feast day. And I would say yeah. to my mother-in-law, where's my feast day? But I was, I was, you know, I guess it could go back to Christina, but my, I was really baptized Tina. And I remember coming home to my parents as a teenager going, I don't have a feast day. Like, this is, a, you know, we didn't yeah. celebrate a feast day. Um, and my mother-in-law's gift or... I guess my mother passed on September 29th. And although that was, it's always a very sad day. I know she passed on the feast of St. Michael's and the feast of the angels as they were honored. So in one way, it was always the most befitting day for her to, to, to leave this earth. And uh, so there's a lot of connection to St. Michael. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and for your mother-in-law, she chose to leave on the 29th and she was definitely, definitely escorted by Archangel Michael for sure. For sure, especially on that, all the angels, definitely. That what a I, day to pass. That's a beautiful I agree. day to pass. Yeah, it really you know? is. I believe and that. Did you ever? Did your your name your for, for your namesake, uh, the Tina name? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you find a, if you can go back to uh, um, your Latin background, like the Latin word, not the Latin in the race, but in in Latin, um, you mm-hmm. can find out uh, uh, what day it falls on. So if you go with Saint Christina. Uh, it'll probably uh, show up during the month because um, I know um, Isabel too has a saint day for her day too, and it's usually uh, equated with Elizabeth. So ah. I know that. Yeah, and Maria, old Maria, is Mary Maria is on the Blessed Mother's Day or the uh, on the day of conception. I believe that's the day that they celebrate that name on. So all the saints, like we all, have, like Saint Louis is on, uh, I believe, the 28th or 29th of August. But I learned all this stuff when I was in Europe. Like, when I was younger, wow. I didn't, I, like, I knew about the saints, but I didn't know about the day of celebrating. Like, it's, we, you call, we call it name day. So it's basically your name day on that day you celebrate. Like, you have a little cake, and you celebrate it with your yeah. intimate family. It's, it's really sweet and nice. I love it. Yeah, that's exactly what my mother-in-law did. Everybody had their special meal. So, of course, my yep. husband always had, had to have spaghetti white clam sauce. That's his favorite. And then a cake. <laughs> I, um, the interesting part to it, too, and I don't know if you know this because we have a lot of friends that are Tina, but my middle name is Marie. I just don't use it common. So it's Tina Marie. So, so if it's I Tina Marie, have... it would, it was, I think, because usually your, our middle names are our saint name. So uh, you would celebrate okay. your day on uh, the day of the Feast of the Blessed Mother, for sure. For oh, sure. Thank you. I love that. You're welcome. I learned something yeah. new today. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, but I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to find uh, St. Tina. I'm going to find it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. You're on it. Thanks, Louie. You got it. All right. So let's see. Where should we move to? Do you want, let's go to, how about St. Anthony? Now, Oh, my favorite. He's your favorite. Okay. Tell me, tell me more. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to let you talk about, um, when I was in, um, well, let's see, I was in Catholic school. Each of the rooms had a saint above the room. And my homeroom, the saint, like the statue that was above the doorway of the classroom was St. Anthony. So that, he, that, that brings back childhood memories when I just see the name or see the, the, the statue. And the funny thing about it is I think about three years ago uh, for, um, I, don't, I can't remember it was my, well, married 18 years, so <laughs> it's all one blur. Uh, Congratulations. My birthday. Yeah, thank you. I don't know if it was my birthday or my anniversary, but Isabel bought me um, a saint statue for the garden, and she wanted to buy St. Francis. But in the box wasn't St. Francis. In the box was the statue of St. Anthony. So I remember Isabel getting a little upset. I'm like, don't worry about it. It's okay. I'll put, because we wanted St. Francis for the garden. So I said, don't worry, we'll put St. Anthony right for the garnet. It's fine. It's the same thing. Don't worry. Because St. Anthony, he did have a lot of love for animals as well as St. Francis. And a lot of people don't know that. But he did help out a lot of sick animals uh, during his, uh, his time on, as a human on earth. Because he is so known I to have... be the doctor. Oh, he is. I didn't, I, didn't, yes. I, didn't know, I didn't know that. I did not know mm-hmm. that. So that's an interesting part of his life. I... I have a bit of a Catholic school background also, and I went to grammar school at St. Anthony of Padua, which is where he was, Padua, I guess that was the town, he, they always yes. say the town they originated, and then I went mm-hmm. to high school, the, and province, I went to a, the, the province, the province yes. yes, and then I went to high school, it was a Catholic high school, but it was called Holy Family, my senior year, it was bought, you know, moved over and shifted, and it was St. Anthony's, so I had, you know, I had my grammar school, high school, you know, was St. Anthony's of Padua and my high school was St. Anthony's. So I couldn't, I couldn't get away from St. Anthony's. Anthony was always around. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's funny. Like I had the same thing in my childhood. Yeah. So I, and, and so if I have an image or like now that Isabel has that got me, to, I, I just, I love it. I leave it and it stays there. There's a reason for everything. So it's really cool. Now I have to ask you a question. Have you heard this? Sure. My mom is a real estate broker. And mm-hmm. is it St. Anthony? Do you know about the saint that you buy the statue and you bury it in the front yard upside down? Is it St. Anthony statue? Sell the house? Okay, it is. All right. You got to listen to the story because it's a great one. My brother okay. is moving, so he planned on selling the house. He called me. He said, he's like, hey, bro. <laughs> That's how he called me. <laughs> um, I need to ask you a question. I'm like, and what's that, Dwight? He's like, I want to sell my house because I'm moving out of state and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I, I want to sell my house. I said, well, this is what you need to do. You have to go to your local uh, um, spirituality store or your Catholic, you know, you, you know, the, uh, um, uh, the, or the church, get a little statue of St. Joseph and you need to bury him in the ground and your house will sell. My brothers, and you know, everybody's like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. It works. I'm not kidding. It's the power of the saints. And these are the miracles that happen that these saints can contribute to, to us in our lives, uh, whether we doubt or don't doubt or whatever the case may be. But I'll tell you that a little later in the show. Anyway, my brother um, got the statue. He called me up. He's all nervous and excited. And so I told him, so you buried it in the ground. And when the house sells at the final stage, you go back to the house and you take it, you know, you exude, take them out of the ground and you take them home and you keep them. 
You keep them in your house. So my brother put his house up, and no more than three weeks, the house sold. Wow. Yeah, so it's St. Joseph. He is the patron saint to the carpenters and the home. Yes. Okay, so it's not St. Anthony. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. No, it's not St. Anthony. Okay, okay. St. Anthony is actually um, the saint for lost articles or lost items. So yeah. let's say you lose a piece of jewelry or you lose something or you forget or you misplace something. Um, just like Archangel Shamuel, you know, like mm-hmm. you would call on to the heart angel yeah. to find lost loves or lost same type of energy, um, same process. St. Anthony is uh, the uh, saint to lost articles. That's right. And I, rem- I don't remember the prayer now. There was a prayer like St. Anthony, St. Oh. Anthony. Yes. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to forget it, but it's, it'll, I'll, come I'll to me. It. it'll come to me at the end of the show. But it's something like, I used to say it all the time, too, when I was little. Isn't that funny? And and I, do, and I actually do call on um, Archangel Shamuel very often. I always I always call on him as well. But I do call on St. Anthony often, and I don't remember that little prayer. All right, it'll have to come to us, Louis. See, we're, I'm, getting, we're I'm getting it for you. I'm, I'm getting it for <laughs> right, I'm reading it right now. Okay. I'm getting it, it right now. It's. Okay. Now, hold on. Let's see, because this one's a real, this one might be too long. I know there's a real sh- um, quick one that my, right. my nonna used to do that. My, my, I swear, my yep. nonna used to pray to say the prayer. Um, here, let's go. Because I know they have a, a, um, a shrine for the prayer. Yeah. Uh, St. Anthony, restoring my lost greatest treasure. Oh, here it is. Uh, say, well, your, yours is the childhood one, but the really basically say the Anthony perfect, um, uh, uh, receive the God's special power, restoring lost things, grant me uh, that I may find it, uh, which, which has been lost, at least restore me the peace and the tranquility in my mind, uh, the loss which I had afflicted me even more than uh, the material loss. This is my favor. I ask another, you know, just please bring uh, me the things that I lost and I treasure. And it comes right. to you. Right, it's the I know. Anthony, and I, Saint Anthony, I'm trying to look for that. I know. We're going to have to remember that. St. Anthony, St. Anthony, help me find. All right. So, okay, all you listeners, if you're <laughs> on the air and you know our prayer of St. Anthony, can you call in and let us know? I remember nope, you to say over great. and over and over again. Isn't that funny? That is so funny. I love this. All right. So we're going to move to, just for essence of time, too, because we're going to get to the halfway mark pretty quickly, St. Francis of Assisi. So San Francisco. St. Francis of Assisi, he is the patron saint of animals, so a lot of us know him as the patron saint of animals. His feast day is October 4th, so he's in the month of October. Um, He was in the Franciscan order, and Assisi is, again, his province where he was born. Um, And he just, I I remember, I think a lot about St. Francis is obviously very gentle, warm, loving, obviously with animals, it's this unconditional love. Um, mm-hmm. he, he, because he was a, he was a Franciscan priest back in when he was a human okay. when he was you know a human person he um, he was a priest a Franciscan priest at that and he was appointed by the Roman Catholic Church to run a hospital and he took care of the sick and he took care of the sick so well um, that he started taking um, he noticed that every time he went into the front or the back of his um, uh, where he lived that animals would constantly come up to him because he had such a healing power and he would heal the uh, animals along the way as well. Oh, so that's, that's really beautiful. 
Yeah, yeah, he was canonized um, the the uh, the saint uh, to all animals. Yep. Interesting. He yeah, a, and he had such he had such a power of the Holy Spirit that went through him that the angels uh, almost named. They, he had the grace of Archangel Raphael with him all the time. They would say. Oh, um, I love that. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I they know that. that my... Oh, go ahead. No, they said that the, the angel, uh, Saint, uh, the Archangel Soundophon, the angel of music, um, came to him and gave him, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, I forgot. I forgot what they call it. But if it comes back to me, the um, ecstasy. The angel brought him ecstasy, that ecstasy of that powerful love of God. And that's how he became getting the power here. My children went to Catholic school, and my daughter's school, they had a day that you did the blessings of the animals. And on this one day, you were able to bring your your parents, or actually bring your pets to school. And yep. you would bring the dogs and the cats, you know, any domestic animals. For a blessing. Mm-hmm. For a blessing. And I remember that being, when she first started at the school, I remember thinking, this is the coolest thing. And people would bring, my dog was always a little crazy, so I could never bring the dog, but people would bring their dogs and their cats, and they would bring their little hamsters and the hamster cages. And also at her school, because of the love of animals and this, the Franciscan order, in the middle of the high school, Catholic high school, she's not there anymore, in the middle was this quad, right, where all the building kind of, they had peacocks, they had, they had, you know, big, you know, fish with ponds, and you would go there and you could meditate, contemplate, pray in this middle of the court, courtyard. And it really was, and then they also, there's a lot of brothers that teach at the school, and the religious would walk around with different dogs, and the dogs were always very friendly. And my daughter, when she first started the school, said there was a, like a volunteer program where you could walk the dogs, and you would have, you know, you take some time out and, you know, go take a walk with the dogs. They had many, many dogs. They had, you know, I'd say 10 or 15 dogs that lived on campus. But having the animal part of the high school, because high school and school in general can be very stressful, was such a different experience. You would walk in and you'd hear the birds and you'd see the peacocks and you'd see the the beautiful, um, they'd have German shepherds and they'd have golden retrievers and they'd have the big huskies walking down the hallways as, you know, and it was just, it was so beautiful, and it was all in memory and commemorating St. Francis of Assisi, so yeah. and the animals is just such a beautiful, pure thing, yeah. Yeah, because so. he, he's, the, he's canonized uh, the saint to nature and all wild animals. Mm-hmm. Really amazing. Yep, and uh, I think it's the saint day for him is October 4th, I believe. October mm-hmm. 4th, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember it was, it just passed the day of say, and the churches, the churches allow the pets to come in, they, the priests, I, I mean, you have to go check, uh, you know, where you live and what they allow, uh, but a lot of churches have um, the Saint Day of the Seasies, and you're allowed to bring your animals to church and get blessed, they, they bless right. with holy water, right. yes, oh, okay. so it's this awesome, just is, I think it's awesome. It, it is really awesome, so this just in, Louie, through text message, mm-hmm. a friend of mine, uh, a good old mm-hmm. Catholic schoolgirl said, Dear St. Anthony, come around. Something is lost and can't be found. So that's the childhood. I guess that's a little Yeah, that's it. That's what they would yep. say, that was, you know, like, before I lay me down to sleep. That's like what, when we're yep. young kids, that's what they teach us. Yeah. I know that you know, I, I, gave you the, I gave you the, the grown-up version of the prayer to exactly. St. Anthony. 
Exactly. That's, exactly. that's it. But that's it. All mm-hmm. right. So thank you, Trish. Thanks for texting in. Dear St. Anthony, come around. Something is lost and can't be found. I love it. It's so perfect. I appreciate it. All right, guys. We're going to move on to St. Jude. And St. Jude is one of my, let's see, I love St. Michael. And I would say he's my favorite mm-hmm. saint. But St. Jude has become, when I was in some really challenging, difficult, Me difficult too. times in my life. Wow. St. Jude. I have statues of St. Jude. Um, mm-hmm. I had some trouble with my children and some, you know, some unfortunately with miscarriages and I would pray to St. Jude and he's, he's a saint of hopeless cases or so desperate causes, yes. desperate situations when you feel really yep. desperate. I've also had other situations that I felt really alone and really desperate. And so St. Jude has become very dear to my heart. Um, I used to walk around with his prayer card. I also mm-hmm. have his statue. Um, and he is also, we hear a lot about St. Jude with the children, right? Because he's all about the children. Yes. So you'll hear like St. Jude, um, you know, different, make a, not Make-A-Wish, but the St. Jude Foundation. Um, and they say that, let's see, St. Jude is not the same person as Judas, right? So everybody does get that confused, who betrayed our Lord and despaired because of his great yeah, sin they, and lack of trust. Yeah. Yeah, they, so it is they're two different. They're different. They're yeah. not the same. Actually, St. Jude happens to be one of the 12 apostles, and he was the brother to James, which is the nephew to Mother Mary. Yes. Yes. That's right. He was an apostle. You know. That's correct. Yeah, yeah, he was an apostle, but there, there was an apostle Jude, and there was an apostle uh, Judith. Two different. They're two different. St. You know, uh, Jude is a, a saint. Uh, Judith is not a saint. He's, um, the, you know, what they say is a traitor. He was never right. canonized as a saint, but people get them get him mixed up because he's actually Saint Judas of of, of Tadeus, Tadeus, and Tadeus, um, that's yeah. the providence of yeah yeah. So this is the one that we're talking about. But don't mistake him right. to Saint Judas; it's different. Mm-hmm. You're right. right. You're exactly. so right on that, Tina. Yeah. But so he is the saint. Um, he is the saint to oh. hopeless cases. Absolutely. When you feel despair by by like. It, there's like you go into the deepest depths of your psyche of sorrow and pain and ache. This is the thing to go to, absolutely. And he yeah. pulls you right out. Pulls yeah, you right there's, out. he really does. And there is a beautiful prayer. And I want to I'm going to just do a little sure. bit of it, but they can find it. This is a prayer that I used to say over and over again. So it says. O most holy apostle St. Jude, faithful servant and friend of Jesus, the church honors and evokes thee universally as a patron of hopeless cases and of things almost despaired of. Pray for me, who am so miserable. And then you would implore your, whatever your intercession is, you would say, please, I pray this to you. And you would say the novena. And the prayer is said nine days in a row to St. Jude, and, and there's a novena as well. So, yep, it's Dear to my heart, very dear to my heart, St. Jude, for sure. Yep, it's, I have, um, because I, I have a salon and I, you know, uh, I had my shampoo, one of my shampoo girls um, always prayed to St. Jude. And one day I just, uh, you know, I would say about a good five years ago, I asked her, I go, who is St. Jude and why is St. Jude so, so important to you? And it's so funny when her husband passed away, um, when I went to the funeral on the mass card with St. Uh, Jude. So when she came back to work after that long uh, ordeal that she had to go through, you know, suffering of the loss of her husband, but you know, she's better now. She told me how important this um, saint was to her. That's her go-to saint. 
So she got me a little mass card um, for me personally, and I have it right by my register at the salon. It's, it's so funny. I have a statue of St. Michael. You're, you're really freaking me out, Tina. I have a statue of St. <laughs> Michael. And then in this salon that was given to me by my grandma and my, my Mima. And then I have my, my, um, the, the mass prayer to uh, St. Jude right next to my register. And, he, and it's right there. And I, it's amazing. I, and, I, and I pray to him all the time to help me, you know, help me with my bills, make sure everything runs smooth, right. you know, stuff like that. And it works. Love it. It works. I love it. I do. I do. I love it. I do. I love this. When you, when you see St. Jude too, a lot of people, and again, when he's shown, he's in a green cloak and then he has a flame. He has a burning flame on the top of his head. You can see like a halo mm-hmm. and a burning flame on top of his head. So he's, um, he's also looked at that way. All and right, he holds so, the coin. He also so, holds yeah, the coin. That's right. That's right. He to his heart. Yeah. And I believe in the yeah. coin is the image of Jesus. His Jesus' face. I believe so. I've got to really do my homework on that one. We have. Because I'm, I'm, I'm upstairs. Really is intense, yeah, Louis, we, really, we really could have, like, went on and on. I was thinking, of, as we're talking, I'm thinking to myself, there's so much to say. And here we are, like, you know, talking about. But I'm going to get to the next three saints and then hopefully open up some phone lines. So the next saint I don't know as much about. And maybe you know a little bit more than me. St. Augustine of Hippo. So again, Hippo is yes. the problem. And yes. I always thought mentally, you know, I knew this later on, but I always thought it was uh, a woman, but it's a man. So Augustine is, is a man, not, you know, because you could say Augustine or Augustina, but it's, it's a man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that his feast day is August 28th, um, but they don't know too much about him. Do you know a little bit more? Maybe you, maybe you know more than me. Yeah, well, he was canonized a bishop, and he, uh, to, and he had a sovereign uh, an, uh, area in Africa where a lot of disease and a lot of war was going on. Because back then, you know, how the, you know, the, the, the Christian, the Christian uh, army and all that would uh, conquer territory. So he was one of the, I believe he was a monk. Not positive, I'm sure. But I think he was a monk. You have to um, correct me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, just correct me. So I'm just going by memory here. Uh, but he was he no, but the Roman Catholic Church made him a bishop, so he would rule over an area of Africa, and he took care of a lot of people. But he winded up being the saint to brewery, the brewery, or the brewer, which is you know uh, wine and um, beer. Oh, uh, because a lot of because don't forget, um, wine and beer actually helped diseases back in the time. Right. Because it had, right. men, uh, menis- men, um, I can't say the word, menisular, men, men, menisular Medi- properties. Is that, am I saying it right? Yeah, medicinal, 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 right? thank think, you. Oh, right. oh, my God, I was just talking to us. Yeah. So back then, because, you know, don't forget, all these, all these saints were once humans like you and I. And yeah. they're just saints because they're canonized saints by the Roman Catholic Church that they, were, they went far and beyond their duty in life. So he, they sacrificed a lot of themselves to, you know, uh, the Christianhood. Um, but that's what I have. And, yes, it is August 28th. Um, and he was uh, uh, an African op- uh, entrepreneur. Like, he knew the African customs, the African way. That's why he was placed there to uh, be a bishop of that sovereignty over there. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, and he and it goes mm-hmm. back, as they said, his death was in 430. So we're going yeah. 
Wow. No, like, you're going back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't yeah. forget, um, uh, if you know about uh, St. Cecilia, uh, St. Cecilia, she was, um, uh, she was a Roman uh, person who was a pagan who uh, gave up her pagan ways or her pagan faith uh, to be, become Ro- uh, Roman Catholic or the teachings of Jesus. And they, they uh, tried to decapitate her unsuccessfully three times, and she survived it. And then she became wow. Saint Cecilia. Mm-hmm. You know, I, know I mean, that. there's, there's, yeah, yeah. Uh, look it up. Look it up. You'll, you'll see the story. She was one of the first ones. No, like uh, Saint Sebastian was the saint um, that they, he was martyred. Um, he had, I forget, three to six arrows went into his, um, his body, but he survived it. It didn't kill him, so they called that a miracle. Like you know, th- those are the miracles. You know, for us, right. it was, he, they probably shot the arrows in certain areas that wasn't fatal, you know, uh, so he survived mm-hmm. it. And same with Cecilia. So, I mean, she obviously did die from the, the wounds she endured, but um, they said she lived and she survived it. But then she wow. passed on, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All right. So, so yeah, moving right over. Like, oh, mm-hmm, go ahead. No, but like go you ahead. say, the dates, they go back. They go to the 14 AD, 40 AD, 300 AD. Uh, to 500 AD. Oh, absolutely. Right, like 1300, and then they go. You know, I would say not recent, but 1300, 1500. So another mm-hmm. saint that so our, the next our recent saint is Saint Teresa. She's the the right. most recent saint of Calcutta, because there's a lot of Saint Teresas out there. Trust yeah. me, you type in Saint Teresa, you're going to get a lot of them. So you That's have to correct. be specific on who you're looking for. Yes. So the next saint we're going to talk about is Saint Teresa of Avila. And her mm-hmm. feast day is October 15th. She's the patron of headache sufferers and mm-hmm. um, also Spanish Catholic writers. She was born on March 28, 1515, and she died October 4th, 1582. Um, and they say she was beatified April 24th, 1614 in Rome by Pope Paul V and then canonized. So there's all this canonized March 12th, 1622 in Rome by Pope Gregory the 15th. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if I remember correctly, and again, this is by memory, I believe she was a Carmelite nun. She was. And she was young. She was quite young. She went into mm-hmm. the the convent at a very, very young age. Um, I believe between 12 and 16. There's a reason right. for that, you know. There's a reason for that. Um, back in that time, um, you know, uh, you know, not to, uh, believe me, I'm not sexist, but back then... Um, Children were property, and especially daughters. Daughters were big-time property. So if you were um, not able to survive in the household or get married off, what they would do, your parents would uh, give you to the church because they either, A, couldn't afford to feed you, or, B, um, you were not suitable for marriage. Uh, And a lot of these boys, the priests, they went through the same thing, too. Don't forget, they were married at 12, 13, and 14 years old back back then, you know, because um, birth-bearing years were all during the teenage years. It sounds very barbaric and foreign to us, Mm -hmm. but back back then it was a custom. Now, uh, going back, you know, I'm just going to give you a story. If you know the story of Romeo and Juliet, how Mm -hmm. old do you think those kids were? They were, it was the first young love. It's 14 years old. That's why children, um, you know, teenagers are so drawn to Romeo and Juliet because it's about that time. That's when we're, our, we're our, at our most sexual peak. 
at that. You know what I'm saying? So that's the baby bearing years. So yeah, right. so that could be one of the main reasons why she. But Saint Teresa winded up um, being um, uh, the saint to patron saint to nurses because she did a lot of nursing and took care of a lot of people as a nurse back in her time. Oh, I, I didn't realize that. I do know she had a lot of ill. She was she had she fell ill to malaria and she had she had some seizures. Um, so she did have some, you know, she did have some sickness. She did fight some yeah she got, she so. probably got it yeah because she went into the that's when the black plague was around she was a little girl when the black right. plague came right but then as the black plague as the black plague started to uh, you know kind of lose its grip all these other diseases came through because she did not mm-hmm. die from the black plague like you said she died from something completely different but she did right. die from you know helping sick people you know right exactly exactly I love her when you look, if you if you find an image of her, she has uh, a lot of times they'll show her with a book and a pen, like a feathered pen, and then a dove, and um, yes. you know, writing. And yeah, she was she because was, and that's she why she loved to she loved to garden and she loved to write. And a lot of her writings are very very. Um, I really don't know the stories because I didn't go into it. Because uh, like you said, I follow I I, didn't, I don't follow this Saint Teresa as much as I do Saint Teresa of the Little Flowers of Jesus, who's my favorite one. Yes. Um, that's a different Saint Teresa. Because when you said ter- when you said Saint Teresa, I was like, oh my god, and oh, it's a different one. I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm, it's okay, it's all right. Because um, that's the one I'm familiar with, Saint Teresa. And that's so funny. My other shampooist, <laughs> with yeah, of the of, of the Little Flower of Jesus. Um, she was very young, and she would have premonitions of Jesus would uh, uh, come to her in visions. Uh, the yeah. St. Teresa of uh, uh, Avelia, she's uh, the saint that, um, like you were saying, um, is the, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, the saint that she did a lot of writing, and she loved to garden. That's her thing. But that's what she did in her pastime, and that she, her books and her literature actually became very important to the Catholic Church. Yes. And she did a lot yes. of good and she did a lot of, you know, um, um, you know, like um, watching over the sick. She wrote down a lot of stuff like, you know, she kept a lot of journals of what went on with people. She kept a lot of records. So that's why that she has, like you said, she would write that she's known for writing. And right, she brought a sense. lot of love. And pe- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Which, which makes sense, as you said, for the nursing. So to take care, mm-hmm. you know, to be a nurse and to, to take, take care, care of sick, others. Yep. Care but they did a, a lot of those nuns back then did that, you know, uh, took care of the sick, uh, took care of the wounded, the army, the men. They would go into the, the Roman Catholic churches for safety and protection because don't forget in uh, Europe it was all Catholics, you know, they, they had Catholics for protection. They were built big and, you know, the abbeys were like that too. If you ever go to Europe and check out the history of churches and castles, you'll see why these buildings were constructed that way to protect. Um, everyone, you know, in the in the province, it's really amazing. And how hey, they live, I, love- I would say, like I always say, yeah. I always say, but I would I would tell Isabel when we were in a castle one time, I was like, who could live here? Not me. Look, there's no <laughs> there's no windows. You know, don't exactly. you freeze in the winter time? They had these big yeah. giant fireplaces that would burn wood over. You know what I'm saying? So it's crazy. Right, and then they had all the the, the facades around them, or the moats and all that. I mean, I remember being in in France and seeing the castles and the, you know, going out to the different, with the moats and it's dark and damp mm-hmm. and no wonder why everybody was sick and getting, you know, getting sick. All right. It takes us to our last saint that we're talking about and it's St. Catherine of Siena. Now, interestingly enough, her feast day is April 29th 
Uh, I'm sorry, April 29th, not September 29th, April 29th. And she's a patron of, yeah, fire prevention. She's a patron of fire. Fire and And illness. illness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they say that St. Catherine Center was born during the outbreak of the plague in Siena, Italy on March 25th, 1347. Um, She was the 25th child born to her mother. Oh, my God. (laughs) I rest my case. I rest my case. You know? The twenty fifth, yeah. the twenty fifth child. So like back, that's what I'm trying to say. Like back then, like you were a property to your father, not your mother, to your father. It's really crazy. And like I said, it's very barbaric. I mean, of course, we've come a long way since back then, but it was it was reared as property and well endowment and stuff like that. Like to be to to have a dowry and to marry into a found a family with a lot of money is a good thing. You know, you want to come from wealth, so you want to marry your child into wealth. You know, uh, it's funny if you ever watch, I don't know if anybody's been watching, but I've been watching Versailles, um, you know, the King Louis, the Sun King and how they would marry off and the same type of thing would go on, you know, like you would marry money to, you know, to make um, your, to give more uh, endowment to your family. So it's really crazy. I know. It's very, very interesting. And she talks about, um, she had some, well, her sister died at 16 and left when her sister died, she was married, leaving her hus- the husband as a widower, and Catherine's parents proposed that she- he marry Catherine as a replacement, right? There you go with that. Um, yep. Catherine, and it says here, Catherine opposed this. She began fasting and cutting her hair short to mar her appearance. And then as the yep. years went on, it says that, um, which is interesting, because I do a remember woman, this. A woman, a woman would never cut her hair. Because right. a man would only marry, uh, you know, a woman. Uh, hair, don't forget. So it's not like it's really funny. I, you know, I don't want to go off topic here, but it's really funny how women back then used to cover their hair. Like a hair, you would never show your hair like we do today. Mm-hmm. Back then, your hair was very sacred. And actually, hair was a, kind of like a, a turn on for men back in the day. So right. it was just one of those things, you know. And be, be, be it or not, you know, a man's calf. Like the calf of a man, like the a large calf on the man showed strength. That was uh, what was appealing sexually to women back in the time, back then. Mm. You know, so yeah, I'm telling you, I, I, it's, this is oh, I'm going back to college. Yeah, I'm going back to college now. Like I'm remembering all this stuff because we're talking. But it's very important to understand that, like we're talking about this. Um, Saint Catherine, she had a stigmata that no one saw. Only she could see the stigmata. You know, mm-hmm. um, and she and she as well was. Um, uh, a patron saint to nurses as well. Like she would be under that category as a saint to nursing. Mm-hmm. A lot of these, a lot of these saints that we're talking about, uh, they became writers. They were poets. They were winemakers. They were beer makers. You know, they would make candy. And also, here's a funny thing about the whole thing. Um, you know, the infant of Jesus, the infant Jesus of Prague. Yeah. Of Prague. Yeah. I think I'm saying that right. She's. Mm-hmm. She she created that um, religion or that belief system. So if it wasn't for St. Catherine, we would never have that little statue that we would put. Um, uh, if you're Italian, you know what I'm talking about. It's a little <laughs> dress on a baby Jesus in the front window. Yeah. And yeah. Or, uh, your nonna or your aunt, to, your aunt Teresa would like put the crown on it. And, or, yeah. and you would have to get candy and put candy in front of the statue. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
you know, yeah. true Italians would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> exactly. I know. That's it. I didn't, we didn't have that, but I, back to my grandmother and my great grandmother, I know exactly what you're talking about. My great grandmother lives in Brooklyn. And when I would mm-hmm. visit her, you know, that was a very big thing just to go there. And of course it was Sunday dinner. Of course we can't miss that. Mm-hmm. So of course not. Of course not. We had to have our pot sauce. We call that a jambot day. That's That's a a jambot. Everything together. That's the whole week all dumped on one plate. It's so funny. (laughs) And you're there all day and all you're there. All day. And if you're tired, you just go take a nap in the other room. You don't leave. You don't. There's no sports. No activities. There's no excuses to not go. No. Yeah. To wake up to just eat again. Let's put that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they start with. What is it? You know, the pasta and the beets and the, oh, my Absolutely. God. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely. Um, oh, my God. Lou, we could talk forever. We have a lot. We have a lot in common. We could really chat away. Sure. That's so true. But, no, because, right. um, um, because it, it, I mean, I don't know, like a lot of, I would say a lot of Spanish and a lot of Italian background, uh, even the French uh, or the European background of that, of that sort, and if you're uh, from the Roman Catholic faith, are, we're really embedded with the saints. Because, you know, yes. everyone has yes. a saint day, and, it, it, and it, it, you know, yep. it's very common. And that's why yesterday and today is very, very important about uh, uh, being the first of the month, uh, being a saint day. I think it was, yes, uh, the first is the saint day, and today's All Souls Day. And yes. today is really honoring the saints and the souls. And don't forget, today is okay to light a candle for Jesus Zola. Because in the Mexican tradition, in the, the Mexican world, today is the day of the dead. So what Correct. they do is they go to the cemetery and they light candles and they they literally cook food and eat at the cemetery with the deceased loved ones um, yeah. because they believe that the two all, all, all the hairs are standing on oh my god angels are coming around um, uh, that that energy is there so today, it's okay to think about your loved ones and say hi to them because they're so with you right now whether it be your father your mother your grandmother your grandfather a cousin a friend. Uh, your sister, your brother, whoever passed away into the afterlife, including your pets, today is the day that they are here. Because the veils right. are so thin. Mm-hmm. And for most, it's just we light a candle in memory in, yes. in their memory and in keep honor that, of, that yes. flame. In honor yes. of, yes. yes. I do it all the time, yes. All right, so we have about, oh my goodness, we have about nine minutes left. I do have somebody that's been sure. holding. So oh, sure. I'll open, the, open up the line. So I'm going to open up the line for our last four digits, 3885, and hang on a second. Mm-hmm. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, how are you guys? Hey. Good, hey, how, how are, are you? you? Who are we Good, great with? conversation. So I kind of favor <laughs> Teresa. My name's Terry. <laughs> Hi, Terry. Hi. Yeah. So I did, I did not know the story connection with Romeo and Juliet with Teresa of Avalon, yeah. Well, when I'm saying well, the reason why I use uh, uh, Romeo and Juliet, it's because of the time. If you think of the time that, you know, when Shakespeare was uh, around, um, it was really true. Uh, kids got married at a very young age. Don't forget a lifespan back then, but 34 was old, you know. Yeah. It's not like compared to now that we live like 100, almost to 100 years. Uh, right. A lot of people passed away. Uh, a lot of women died giving childbirth back in the time, you know, back in those days, so. It's something to think about. Like we come, we've really come a long way since then. Yeah. So, so Terry, is there anything in particular you want me to focus on while you're on the line? Yeah, actually, I think that that's a good topic for me. Things are going well with my work, and lately I've been feeling like there's some energy coming around for romance. So, perfect timing for that. 
So I just wanted to ask a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, right now it's about uh, taking action on the opportunities of dating. So which means you have to kick up your heels and get out there. You know, Prince Mm -hmm. Charming doesn't come to the door. And like I tell all my girls, you don't want a Prince Charming. You want a king. You want the king of hearts. Okay? Don't go for the prince. Okay, go for the king, already established and already successful and already got stuff together. Uh, Just know that there's a lot of new opportunity coming your way in your career and your romantic life. Um, And it's all about you pursuing your dreams. When I say pursuing your dreams, it doesn't mean about um, the things that you want, but the things that you love, love to do also as for fun. Okay, Um, it's all about you taking action. And it's very important for you not to procrastinate, but I don't feel that you're a procrastinator as much, but there's certain things that you might kind of lack back on. So try to break away from that, you know, especially now in this new energy that we're in for the month of November. Uh, Also, it's a great time to start a new business or start a new adventure. And just know that you have the confidence uh, and the ability to do that, Terry. Uh, Never doubt yourself because you can make the difference uh, with your career and love, Okay. Uh, because you have this creative way about you and you have this ability to be innovated, uh, innovative. So if you're going to find a suitor for you, make sure that person is innovative as you and is willing to t- pick up the tab. Um, you'll understand that more than me. Um, in other words, make sure they pay <laughs> for your meal. Okay. Good. Um, but don't forget. No, I'm just serious because sometimes uh, uh, girls like to pay for the bill and it's not cool. Not in my book, at least. And never go Dutch. So, um, and I'm not talking about not dating Dutch. I'm talking like, you know, don't pay for half the bill either. Um, <laughs> let me see, let me see. So let me see. Oh, here we go. Uh, the person that you're going to run into has to be down to earth and has to be uh, a person that loves to gift giving, always giving gifts. Uh, this person mm. is very open-minded and is very mature. Uh, also, I'm feeling the, the uh, lady Portia coming through. Uh, you know what to do, you know what's right for you, and it's important to learn the lessons that are unfolding in you. So if you feel like there's blocks going on, learn from those blocks and then break those blocks away to move on. Just know that Mother Mary's coming in very, very strongly for you, so you do have this mothering way about you because you have this way of giving your unconditional love, which could be um, your Achilles tendon, okay? So um, mm-hmm. it's very important to give that to the Divine Mother to help you uh, receive the love that you deserve, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, also, um, okay, this is going to be my follow note, voice your truth. When I get Joan of Arc, Joan is a saint, St. Joan, so she came through. It's about standing strong, focusing on your purpose, release the, feel, the fear that brings you procrastination, and you need to speak your truth, mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Okay. Wow, well, thank you. great. Okay. Yeah. So Tina, if you Thank want to you. add anything to that, that'd be cool. I I I'm gonna refrain because I know her so well. But oh, okay, <laughs> getting such wonderful. You got you're you're right on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with all that. I think that was okay. a lot to. Yeah. And I and Trying I resonate. Okay. No yes. Problem. Yes. Yes, awesome. it does definitely resonate. Thank you, Tina. Yeah. Great job. Oh, okay. You're so welcome. Thank you so Thanks, much, Terry. Terry. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Bye. So, Lou, we have about four minutes left, so we're going to wrap it up. So where can people find sure. you? Where can people connect oh, with you? Oh, you guys, you can, find me on <laughs> Healing Apprentice, you can find me on HealingApprentice.com. That's my website. Also, you can get me on 12listen.com. That's where I do all my readings. I do it on the phone. And uh, also, you can reach me on Louis Otero Facebook, 
Like you said before, you can find me on Louis24US on uh, Instagram and also uh, Louis Otero Angels on Twitter. Um, and uh, I believe I'm uh, Louis24US for uh, Snapchat. So find me on social media. Awesome. I'm there all the time. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. I love connecting. Awesome. And Tina, thank you so much for having me on. This was so much fun. So oh, much fun. So awesome. So awesome. And what it was actually you- a breath of fresh air. Oh, it was I'm a so glad. I love it. I love connecting with you. We connect so much through social media, but to actually have you on the show is oh, yeah. amazing. Now, yes. when is yes. your, when do you broadcast? Just so the listeners can reach out to you. When do you broadcast on your? Oh, my show. Well, actually, I took um, a, a little bit of time off because okay. I'm in the middle of uh, I'm in the middle of learning a lot, and I'm I'm going to school and uh, you know putting everything together. But as soon as I uh, go on air. I will let I, just go on social media. I will tell everybody when I'm going to be uh, doing the radio and stuff like that. Perfect. But right now I'm just taking a break. I'm taking a break. Awesome. Well, thank I've been doing you a so lot much. Of, been doing a lot of healing over here with all my IET and all my readings. Is they're keeping me all busy. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's a good needed break, and I know you'll be back on yes. the air very soon. Well, thank you so much. It's been no, phenomenal. We could have talked forever. I love that we did know. this. So, so, love to so come cool. back. So, I would love to come back. If you ever ask absolutely. me, I'm there in a heartbeat. Okay, Tina? Thank you, you so, there. so much. All right. Many blessings. Many blessings, darling. Namaste. Bye-bye. Namaste. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening. It has been really an exciting show for me. I learned some things I didn't know about saints, and I felt a little bit more connected than I ever have on some other saints. And I hope this show has inspired you to connect to your patron saints and maybe one of the seven that we chose today is one of your saints. There's so much to learn about their life and their connection, uh, to contemplate the prayer and to have them as another tool and another support to connect with. And whatever, whatever your support is, whatever you're going through, may it be St. Jude for hopeless cases, may it be St. Francis for the animals, may it be St. Therese of Avila for nursing and health and health. So many are around. So just continue to stay connected to your spirit, connect to your intuition as how we feel and sense and, and connect to that energy and love connecting with you. And so, so grateful always to be here. So have a fantastic, amazing day. Next week, I am kicking off my inspirational author series. Uh, series. And the first guest is Ivana Pazak. And she will be talking about her book, Lessons from Snow White, Hidden Spiritual Messages to Manifest Your Ideal Life. So Ivana will be on the show next week at 1 o'clock. And I have a few guests for the inspirational author series in November. Be well and many, many blessings. Namaste. Intuitive, renowned intuitive 
in the angelic realm. Psychic